Welcome to the Limitless Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why, and what it takes to build an ambitious and fulfilling career that stands out. Around here, we believe that ambition isn't a dirty word, and each episode will show you exactly what I mean. I'm your host, Jazz Broughton, certified career coach on a mission to empower you to embrace ambition, create your own rules, and create a career and life you never thought possible. I do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your ambitious career deserves. Welcome to this week's episode of the Limitless Career Podcast. I'm so excited to have a special guest with us here today. Today I have Ashley Sang. How are you, Ashley? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well, thanks. So excited to have you sharing a little bit of your journey with us today. But before we dive into that, can you just introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. So I am Ashley Sang, as you said, and I run Ashley Sang Consulting. And I work with, I call them visionary founders, people who have a really clear idea of what they want to build and make in the world. And they don't always know how to communicate that, how to make it known to everyone who doesn't live inside their head and heart every day. So I work with them mostly via brand messaging strategy and marketing consulting so that hopefully that vision gets so much closer to reality. Amazing. And I love the way you put that, like what's in their head and heart. It can be quite challenging to articulate what it is you're trying to do, your mission, your work, the impact of what you do. How did you get into that? Like, what was the journey? Yeah, it was accidental. Uh, So many of us find ourselves accidental entrepreneurs. So I, I wear that badge with pride, but I come from the international development and nonprofit sectors. So I really learned everything I know about communications uh, when I was in Senegal, in West Africa. I was working with an NGO that did human rights education, and that's where I learned about internal communications, about donor relations, about media relations, about social media, storytelling, all the things that go into growing a brand and gaining support. Um, and so once my husband got his green card, he's Senegalese, um, we moved to the States and I thought, okay, I'm going to try to feel a lot more connected to the people that we're serving. Um, I'm going to try to work with people who are in my own backyard, so to speak. So I worked with a local Habitat for Humanity, um, and was still doing communications work. So still doing lots of community building and, uh, storytelling and that sort of thing. And all along the way, I had been freelancing on the side because uh, for anyone who has gone through U.S. immigration, they don't tell you a magic date where you'll be able to move. They, uh, <laughs> it can really, really draw out. So we didn't know when we were going to be able to leave Senegal. And so I thought I should have something going on the side. And um, I enjoyed it so much that I kept doing it. And so at the beginning of 2019, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to strike out on my own and uh, see what this is all about. And so I've been working with clients full time since then. And um, it's really been an evolution even since then of doing 
done for you work in the beginning, lots of copywriting, lots of content writing, and now really living in this strategy world where I can hopefully make a lot more impact and set these brands up to have as much impact as possible. Amazing. Wow. Okay. So taking, it's almost, you know, your career being dictated by life, right? And just seeing what you have by way of skill, seeing what you have by way of passion and just creating a kind of way and a pathway in those moments. What would you say are some of the things that you've learned over this this journey, you know, of the last two years now? Two years? No, three, three years yeah. now. Yeah, it's three <laughs> at the time of recording. Three years. What what have you learned? So much. Um, I didn't realize how much of a personal journey running a business is. Um, it, it's very different to run a business full time than it is to freelance on the side. And I didn't realize that <laughs> when I <laughs> when I set out. Um, I didn't realize how much mindset plays a role. Uh, and so if you live in the online business world, you see people talking about mindset all the time. Uh, and this is why coaches exist, right? People like you, this is why we need support because um, it, it takes a lot to build something from scratch. So I've learned that um, freedom is very important to me. Having a lifestyle that fits my needs um, rather than the inverse, uh, you know, trying to build this business into a box because that's what I have always known sort of thing, um, navigating that. And I've learned a lot about pricing and, and relationship building. Um, and I've just learned a lot about values and how they should be aligned. And when they are aligned, how much easier everything is. Um, and so I've learned that for my own business, but I've also been applying that to all of my clients. I really, that's the lens that I use now because I've come to realize how important values are in decision-making. And what would you say your values are? Yeah. So this is something that is what I do with clients is help them define and refine their values. And it's so hard to do myself because we're all just so close to it, right? Like this is, this is the, the classic cobbler shoe uh, situation, but um, I absolutely know a sense of contribution is really important to me. I need to feel like I'm contributing not only to my client's business, but to my household and also to this greater mission. Like I need to feel like I'm part of something bigger than myself. Um, and yeah, I just, I recently had a baby and, uh, when you're nap trapped, like, I don't know, 12 hours a day, it, your ability to contribute beyond, you know, keeping this human alive is extremely limited. So even something like being able to load a dish in the dishwasher or like, I don't know, uh, put in a load of laundry or something, uh, or send an email for goodness sakes, um, feels like a massive sense of uh, accomplishment when contribution is, is really important to you. So I have recently come to realize how essential that value is to me as a person. Um, I also, like I mentioned, um, know that freedom is really important to me. Um, I don't want to ever feel boxed in. I, I like this idea of possibility 
Um, everything in my life has been sort of just seizing an opportunity, being open to it, working toward it, but not necessarily knowing exactly what I was working toward. So I like this ability to, to be free to explore, um, and be free to set my own confines of, of what a life should look like. Um, and then I also know that, um, Things like respect are very, very important to me. Um, so respect for my clients, um, that my clients respect me, and just respect for, again, how we touch the people and uh, and environment around us. Um, environmentalism is very important to me, and and social causes are very inter- important to me. So it's really just this idea of having respect for everything we do and being very conscious about it because every single decision we make has an effect for better or worse. And so we need to be really conscious and respectful in my opinion for, (laughs) of how, how our decisions will be affecting other people. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing those values. I think I'm always curious when I have a guest that also, you know, nerds out on values Mm -hmm. because I think it's so important. It's almost a little cheat code that nobody told us about. Um, You know, one of the things that I do within my group program is showing people how your values can help you understand your level of comfort or discomfort where you are in your career and whether that may be your industry the organization you work for the the culture you work within all of those things your values can be such a great um sort of aerial right like if we go back to old school aerials on tvs like if the aerial's in the wrong place you're gonna get static you're gonna get that shh sound you're not going to be able to watch the show Mm -hmm. but if you reposition the aerial if the aerial's in the right environment it's plugged in in the right way it's it's you know it's operating in the right space then you you can have a really clear view of what it is that you want in your career and what you align to more than anything and I think it, it almost many times people kind of feel that this is it's a little bit of a privileged millennial concept to to create a career based on values but I really think that it's it's the future I really think I think it's always been there I think we're just coming into the generations we're coming into this sort of age where they are overt they are open they are things we can ask questions about in interviews and you know and we've all gone to this place of um really what you described right not being boxed in and not feeling shame for not wanting to be boxed in Mm. not feeling odd for not wanting to be boxed in um, and wanting to be brave and carve our own path that's a lot of the ethos as to why this show is called the limitless career podcast you know it's a lot of my belief that you get to define it so what do you want to do? You know, it's that open-ended question that I think our careers can be, you know, and understanding that we do evolve and understanding that it can fulfill us on so many different levels. Um, going back a little bit to something that you said just around sort of a business that fits your life. And you mentioned, you know, baby, I love the way you said nap trapped. I'm like, that <laughs> is that is a hashtag if I've ever heard one. <laughs> what does that look like for you, right? Being intentional in your career and, you know, something that you said around sort of your business fitting your life, right? It it not being the other way around and kind of finding those ebbs and flows. 
Yeah, I think ebb and flow is is absolutely the right uh, situation or like the right explanation of what it is like to run a business, um, especially a client-based business, although honestly, a a product-based business too. Um, Everything comes in ebbs and flows. And so a lot of Last year, um, we knew we wanted to start a family. And then obviously I was pregnant for, well, I don't know how obvious it is. She was born in December. So I was pregnant for most of last year. And uh, so the entire year I was restructuring all of my offers. I was um, learning a lot about sales and how to have people start coming to me and start doing attraction marketing in a lot of ways and start having some sales funnels um, and have systems in place so that uh, the business can operate at least a little bit outside myself. I'm still a solopreneur. I still uh, am the service provider. So there is no service without me yet. But um, just thinking about how the business can exist outside myself in a little bit. So really, again, transitioning away from that freelancer mindset to, all right, I'm, I'm a CEO of this tiny solopreneur business, right? Um, and also, even now, um, just recognizing that I have very limited time but it's just a phase and because obviously a newborn is, is the most needy they will ever be. Um, and also recognizing that any progress is better than uh, no progress, um, especially for someone who is a bona fide perfectionist. Uh, I, I want to do something 100% all the time. So I really want to be 100% a mom and 100% a business owner. And obviously, I, I don't have 200% of me. So um, really finding that balance um, and just being really thankful for my husband has a very sort of um, not quite flexible schedule, but a, a non-traditional schedule because he's in healthcare and um my parents are nearby. We intentionally moved near them um, when we moved to the States. And um, just having this lifestyle where I don't have to send um, my baby away to daycare like so many people do. Um, that means that I have a lot less time to be working on my business, but it means that I'm able to um, do everything I want to do, at least in some capacity, every single day. So I'm really happy with um the potential of my business too. Um, one thing that I was really excited about when I first started um, my business was that no one is able to dictate my salary. It's all dependent on me. I have to. I I have to seek out every single dollar I make. Um, but no one is capping that except for me and my potential and my willingness to experiment and my ability to find sort of that that perfect fit. So. Um, that's also really exciting to me as I figure out exactly, okay, what is the absolute best way that I'm able to serve and then go from there? Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, all <laughs> of it, limitless, right? Carving okay. carving that path for yourself and those ebbs and flows um, and making decisions. That's what it sounds like, right? Just being intentional um, about what, 
your business will look like, what your home will look like, what your family will look like mm-hmm. um, with this business. And, and you know, on bo- both ends, like you said, the, the 200% that I am hoping for you to have <laughs> at some point. <laughs> what have been some of the challenges along your journey? And you can go further back kind of before because I, I want to be cognizant of the fact that your career is all of it your Mm -hmm. career is the experience in the NGO your career is everything from you know the first paper round or whatever it may be kind of first dipping your toe into things so what have been some of those challenges for you yeah I think um for sure when I worked a a nine-to-five job at at an organization um but even through client work I have often felt underutilized like I said, contribution is so, so core to me. I want to give my all uh, and I want, if I am engaged, I want them to be using my all. Uh, so in the past, I have just felt underutilized. Um, maybe I'll give my opinion and it's not listened to, or maybe my opinion wasn't asked, or maybe I've raised my hand and said, I can do this. And uh they weren't interested or whatever the case may be. Um, I have often felt underutilized in the past. And if my goal is to have as much impact as possible, no matter where I am, then I want to be utilized. Um, or, or like, just don't have me in the room. That's fine. Um, I hate when I'm in a meeting and I, it's, it's an hour long meeting and I maybe said 60 seconds worth of something, um, just don't have me in the room. That's fine. <laughs> I don't need to be in every room. <laughs> I, I, I just want to, if we are sort of engaged to be doing something together, let's do it sort of thing. Um, also, for sure, when I was living and working in Senegal, um, cultural issues were huge. Um, every workplace has a workplace culture, right? Again, even if you're doing one-on-one client work, there's still a culture that you're establishing or that the client brings with them. But for sure, when uh, you have many different languages, many different backgrounds, um, it can be really tricky to navigate social norms and workplace norms. Um, So I definitely had a few hiccups (laughs) when I was working in an international office um, with people who just view situations differently. Um, And yeah, so that interpersonal part has always been a struggle for me. Um, and something that, again, I like that I'm able to define a little bit more clearly now that uh, a business is on my own terms. Of course, like I said, everyone brings their own um, perspective and their own approach to every conversation. So it's not like I can um, totally establish um, or control much of the situation, but I can at least, um, be attracting people with similar values and make my values known. And so they'll at least maybe know what they're walking into for the conversation, that sort of thing. Um, and then I had mentioned when you asked, Oh, what what have you learned? Um, mindset has been really, really huge. So that's been a really big struggle with me, um, when I was negotiating salaries, but especially when, my name and face is my business. It's really hard to establish pricing and separate yourself from the value you're providing. Um, it's really scary and awkward and it gets easier. Of course, every single time you send a proposal, every single time you make a sale, 
But um, that has been a big struggle along the way mindset around pricing, but also around imposter syndrome and all the normal things that so many of us go through. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. You know, you I 100% agree with what you said right at the top of this episode, which is that it's such a huge personal development um, journey and that whole concept of value. So we were talking about values earlier. Mm-hmm. Value. How do I value myself separate to how I value my time or the application of a skill? How do I value my expertise? What does that look like? And I think this is a huge part of the journey that I definitely relate to. And I remember speaking to a friend and just saying, I now understand why it's so important to figure out what you stand for and what you don't, and to know who you are as an individual before you start a business, or at least be working on that while you start a business. Mm -hmm. Because even if you try and separate it, so if you've got a business that has a completely different name and face and, and brand, you're still required to show up as you in that space. Like I said, you're still the person that's speaking with the staff members or is speaking with the clients, right? Regardless of what that brand may be. And it's so easy to feel like you should squeeze yourself into a template. In fact, we spoke about it on an earlier episode, just talking about how we go into the world of entrepreneurship and we can sometimes, for want of safety, recreate the structures that we had in in jobs. Yeah. And that kind of robs us of the delight of being able to say, no, I I do it this way. Or even, you know, going back to what you mentioned about the challenge of feeling underutilized, it's like, no, I... I want to be involved in everything. I want to work with clients. Like I want to create this awesome package, this awesome offer that is like super comprehensive and is very much partnering with my client. And I get to make up the rules so I get to do that. Even though groupthink might say otherwise, they might say I should be doing power hours. I should be doing, but being able to sit down and say actually what lights me up and what I get to do in my business is work with folks in this kind of way, work with folks in this kind of level of intimacy, because that's what I love doing and therefore brings the best out in me and gets the best results for them. But that, even though it sounds like the fun thing, it's such a brave thing to continually go, no, but this is how I do it. This is how I work. This is how I work with my clients. Mm -hmm. Um, And be consistent in that knowing that it still is, like I said, very much connected with who you are. Like, this is my personal value. I'm building my business around my value. Mm -hmm. So when they say no to me, how do I get to a space where I register that you're not saying no because you don't like my values, you don't like me, you're you're just making an empowered choice, right? Um, Yeah, it's a fun mindset space to be that I totally relate to. Yeah. And what I've found just through personal experience and also through talking to so many other entrepreneurs is these are recurring themes. So as soon as you overcome it, the next level of your business or the next struggle that you didn't foresee, the same issues keep coming up. So maybe you nailed your pricing and then you have a new offer suddenly you have all the same mindset blocks, or maybe you finally felt like an expert in your field. And then, um, you started working with, I don't know, a different caliber of client or whatever. And all of a sudden you're an imposter again. So, um, I have certainly overcome these things and they have certainly circled back and, and come back up and we just sort of do what we can and take one step at a time, one day at a time and, and keep building. Yeah, 
100%. It's one foot in front of the other and there's always going to be those recurring themes. And I think that's where a lot, one of the biggest mindset things that I always do and encourage my clients to do is to really make sure you're being conscious of how far you've come and how that scary edge, that scary decision, that brand new client fast forward a couple of months or a year or a couple of years, that then gets to be the new normal. And then there's going to be something else that's like equally equal parts scary and exciting that comes along. But all the while, you're just your evidence of what gets to be. You are realizing your potential and that's what it actually looks like to realize your potential is to be uncomfortable, is to feel a little bit on the edge is to step into the imposter syndrome you know again one of my like favorite topics I remind people imposter syndrome can quite often be a sign you're exactly where you need to be you're exactly where you're meant to be there's no rule book here um and you're trying something for the first time so of course there's going to be that that second guessing there's going to be that doubt right that if anything just proves just how conscientious yeah, that word always comes out funny for me. Conscientious <laughs> you are <laughs> as a service provider, as a colleague, as a even as a client, right? Mm. I don't think people talk about this. Clients get imposter syndrome too, right? They're mm. like, have I given them everything they need? Was I super clear enough? Have I set them up for success? Have I shared all the insight? Do they need anything else from me, right? So it's like it just shows the the dedication and the honor and the respect that you have for the work that you do to just see every opportunity as such. Yeah, I love that sentiment. Uh, reframing a, a sort of negative emotion into, all right, we're an empower one. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly that. You know, we're living the things that we at some point wished and hoped for. So mm. sometimes it's helpful to remind ourselves of that. And if we find it difficult to do it ourselves, find someone, get get you a buddy, get you a partner to just hold you accountable and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, I remember when you were saying to me that you, you know, would love a day when somebody like this is working with you or is in your inbox or something like that. Um, and kind of being driven by that hope and that desire and that inspiration that we can be our own actual inspiration. Mm, beautiful. Ah, amazing. I want to jump a little bit more back to the work that you do because there's this element that I feel that is very congruent in terms of the, the people that you work with. How did you decide, you know, the types of businesses that you're best placed to serve? Yeah, so that has also been an evolution. Um, when I was just freelancing on the side, I um, sort of just took whatever was aligned with my skills. And that was a fun experiment. <laughs> and then uh, when I took my business full time, I was working with a lot of local small businesses and nonprofits because that was my background. That's what was available. Word of mouth travels really quickly when you live in a small-ish community. Um, you know, it's not like I'm in, on the streets of London or New York or anything. Uh, it's it's a it's a fairly small community, um, and so that was going well for a while. Um, but I have a very strong affinity to having impact, being connected to something bigger than myself, which is, you know, why I did nonprofit work before. Um, and you know, I'm an Enneagram one, if that says anything to anyone. Um, and, and I think my Myers-Briggs is the advocate, the, uh, INFJ, um, 
So I I just, I I am very uh, cause heavy. Um, So I had for years been learning about conscious consumerism. So again, just like this idea of being conscious of every single decision we make, Um, every single dollar we spend has an effect in some capacity. So why not put it toward organizations that are doing good in the world uh, rather than ones that are detracting from our overall good and well-being. Um, So when I was feeling a little bit more confident in my business, I thought, you know what, The, the, the way I can have more impact is by working with organizations who are seeking impact themselves. Um, So I call it vicarious impact. Um, I am able to have lots of impact by building up these businesses from the inside out, so much more than I could with my measly consumer dollars. Um, So at the beginning of 2020, before COVID, um, I was sort of doubling down on the social impact sector and finding people online that really aligned with um, my perspective of business for good and my values, of course. Um, And then, well, lo and behold, everyone was online. And so um, it really was an opportunity to connect with a lot of different people that maybe I wouldn't have connected with otherwise. Um, You know, we we all live in this little land of Zoom now. And um, so I think that's one silver lining that has come from some of this disconnectedness that we've had in person is that so many of us are now able to connect with others online. Um, And so it's just been a lot more fulfilling um, to work with just these visionaries, these founders who have this specific energy, this, I am building something no matter what, uh, this, I can see it in my mind's eye and I'm going to do everything to make it happen. Um, I still feel really good about working with, uh, a solopreneur service provider or a small business because that's food on the table for their family. That's real genuine care for their clients and customers. But I feel extra, extra aligned and excited when there's some sort of social mission behind the organization as well. Yeah, I think that's so, so, so important. I think it's so important that you find your place. I think, you know, that we all find our place and that comes from, you know, a place of abundance, a place of um, consistency, putting one foot in front of your other, you know, just introducing what you can do and what you do with your community. I think that's overlooked so often, just the simple conversations, Um, especially online as well. I think everybody kind of thinks going online looks like just broadcasting getting on so- social media and just shouting at people <laughs> when when sometimes you can still send a personal email and say hey <laughs> I have some space for clients this is the work that I do if anyone comes to mind let me know um those simple powerful powerful little interactions are really really helpful and yeah. again like looking further down the road as to our decisions every dollar you know I think that's something that I'm learning more and more about um and I, I have I guess the pandemic to thank for that, giving me more time to slow down and think carefully about things. Mm. Um, The pandemic combined with Black Lives Matter, combined with LGBTQ plus, you know, um, community activism and awareness and the planet 
like yeah. seeing the planet heal itself and we all kept still for a moment and I was like wow I would have just kept on trucking and not given thought to a lot of the things that I give thought to now um, and I'm grateful for that grateful for that perspective I think it's something that you mentioned earlier as part of a uh, the challenges um, that you've experienced in your career just around that difference of perspective, building that empathy, that awareness, sharing that awareness mm. and doing it in an open way, communicating in a way that puts your cards on the table and just says, this is me, this is how I like to communicate, this is how I like to work. You know, I think we had a misunderstanding, whatever it may be, like I can totally relate to all of that. And these are things where thankfully, I think quite often we we find it easy to get into a space of polarity. You're vegan. I need to explain to you why I love meat. Right. That's a flippant mm -hmm. example. But it's like that. It's like, you know, you want to be a conscious consumer let me explain to you why I don't have time to be one. Mm. Whereas now I'm noticing there's more space for the dialogue. There's, you know, the first response is not one of defense. It's one of curiosity. Mm. And I think we can get so much further with that curiosity of, you know, tell me what that means. What does that look like for you? Is there anything that you would recommend? What, what made you think of this? You know, what brought this into your own awareness? Because I think we're all trying to be better custodians of each other. Mm. and of the planet in general you know yeah. that's such a beautiful sentiment and I think oh I know the world would be so much better off if we approached every conversation from a place of curiosity uh and th the thing is is right and truth are often not always but often subjective anyway right so you don't have to agree with someone to be able to respect their choice. And sometimes learning about people who have completely opposite opinions just reinforces your opinion, but you wouldn't know that unless you heard their point of view. Um, and so, yeah, I love this idea of just leaving space and time for dialogue. Um, yeah, there are certain things like pretty much the causes you mentioned that I see as well, there is a right and there is a wrong, but um, there are certainly gradients in between um, on a lot of issues. So I love that idea of just being open to conversation. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure to dive into your journey, get a little bit of a snapshot of, you know, nat trap <laughs> plus building an impactful business that is helping others change lives while you change your own ultimately um where can people connect with you find out more about your services and follow your journey thank you um so i'm most active on instagram and linkedin um at ashley sang ashley with two e's sang like sang a song um sorry, at Ashley Sang Consulting um, for Instagram and then just my name on LinkedIn. And then my website is ashleysang.com. And um, for anyone who wants to do some of this values work, some of this um, brand messaging work on your own, I do have a free download. Um, it, it's available at ashleysang.com slash limitless career. And um, it's really all about values aligned decision making. So hopefully it'll be interesting to you. Amazing. I can't wait. Check out all of those links in the show notes, folks. And thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Limitless Career Podcast, where you hear the how, why, and what it takes to build a career that stands out. If anything from today's episode has impacted you, I'd love to hear about it. So reach out on social media or by email. Don't forget to check the links in the show notes to find out how we can work together, get your hands on some juicy resources, and join the mailing list for more fuel for your ambition. Until next time, take care.